Have you got the power? <laughs> I'm talking about the power of no. Learning to use this mighty tool, learning to wield the power of no in my business has been so instrumental in being able to keep growing my business, growing my income, having fun along the way, and maintaining the feeling of balance between motherhood and business that I enjoy. I want to give you the power, the power of no. If you're not using the power of no to serve you in your business, my love, I have got you today. I'm giving you that power. I will be sharing with you five things that I regularly say no to in my business. Some of them might surprise you to get you thinking about how you can be using the power for good in your life and business. Marvelous plan. So happy you agree. Let's do this. Let's go to the show. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast, bringing you strategy, mindset, and a dash of woo. If you want to learn how you can balance motherhood and money-making beautifully, if you want to learn the strategy, mindset, and manifestation tips you need to do more of what lights you up, attract more ideal clients, make more money, and enjoy more time freedom, if you want to create this vision of success because you are a mother, not in spite of it, then you are in the right place, my love. I'm your host, success coach, business mentor, mother, and tea drinker, Corey Javid. So join me while we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, Limitless Mothers. It is I, Corey Javid here from CoreyJavid.com. How are you doing? Are you having a beautiful day? I hope you are. I am having a great day today. I think it's partly because I had a call with one of my clients last night. Shout out to you, Amanda, if you're listening. And her and I, I feel like if I explained to you what happened, it's one of those things that you kind of had to be there for you to understand why it was funny. But trust me, something happened on our call and it just got us both in a complete fit of giggles. You know that amazing feeling when you just cannot stop laughing. It took us a good while to recover. And I think that I've just been on a bit of a hive since then. <laughs> so I love that my clients feel like friends and, uh, you know, we get to bring humor to what we're doing. Of course, some of the time we need to be serious and we're talking about difficult things for us but I love that we get to share giggles and have fun too so so good so let's talk about the power of no shall we Ooh, I like this topic. I'm excited to bring you this one. If, like me, you're a recovering people pleaser, you're going to find this episode super valuable. I'm just saying. If you are thinking, well, Corey, I'm actually still in full-on people-pleasing mode, <laughs> this is for you too. Although this isn't actually about people-pleasing per se, this episode, and hey, if you want me to do an episode on that and how I'm recovering from that, give me a shout, happy to provide that. But it's more about boundaries and saying no, of course, given the title, but, and I'm just going to jump straight in and get to the meat of it right now. <laughs> the thing that makes saying no and holding boundaries hard for us is our propensity to people please. So it's very much related. So if you identify as a people pleaser or a recovering people pleaser, then you're going to want to listen today. And if you're feeling overwhelmed in your business, if you're ending your work days or your work weeks feeling depleted and energetically drained, I have got you today, my love. It doesn't have to be that way. Going 
going to give you some help on that front because today we're talking about the power of no. Those two little letters together, so much power in them if you dare to use it. So I'm going to be sharing with you the five things that I regularly say no to and I think some of them are going to surprise you. Learning to say no to the right things has been so crucial to my ability to create and maintain balance in my life. And it's helped me make more money in my business. So often when people are feeling overwhelmed, burnt out and frazzled, it's because they could do with a sprinkling of a healthy dose of the nose. And I've been trying to find out which book that I got this from. It was either The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. I'm thinking, my gut saying it was that one. So we'll go with that one. It could have been Essentialism by Greg McKeown. Doesn't really matter. You don't have to go and read them if you don't want to. Although do if you do. (laughs) Do if you do. But at any rate, the idea is that for every yes you say you're saying no to something else. And so it's something I've talked about before, about getting much more intentional with the things that you say yes to. And in that moment of saying yes, thinking about what that yes means you're saying no to and weighing it up before you make the decision. But today I'm specifically talking about the power of no when to use it, how to use it, and the impact on your bottom line. So let's hop to it. Before I actually dive in with the five things that I say no to regularly, let's talk about why. Why is no so powerful? Well, if you find yourself feeling anxious about your workload, you find yourself feeling overwhelmed, like you're spinning too many plates, it's because you've said yes to too many things. I mean, fundamentally, that's just it, right? It's it's actually that simple. So I know it's, I say it's that simple. I know that it doesn't feel that simple when you're in that moment though, but that's what it boils down to. Part of cultivating a sense of balance between business and family life, which is something I am massively passionate about. You've probably heard me talk about it a ton on this show. It's something that I help all of my clients with on an ongoing basis because it's not a once and done thing. You need to cultivate and maintain that sense of balance. And for me, seeing people achieve that sense of balance whilst building their business and growing the bottom line, growing their bank balance, that's the thing that lights me up. So I love talking about it. But part of cultivating that sense of balance uh, is about spending your time wisely. It has to be, right? Focusing on the right things in your business. And that's served me so well when I really learned how to do that for myself. So I can only do that in my business. I can only have that sense of balance in my life if I'm saying no to the things that aren't going to serve me, my vision, my mission, my clients, etc. Now, I could talk about things to say no to in your personal life too. Maybe I should do an episode on that. I'll let you be the judge. Tell me if you want that one. But today we're going to be focusing on your business and things that you could be saying no to in there. And I'm going to share the things that I'm regularly saying no to in my business. So by saying no, you are holding your boundaries. When you are clear on your boundaries and you feel confident in saying no to certain things, 
it means you get to say yes to more of the things that are important to you. It means that you have more time for money-making activities or other actions that will move the needle on your business. It means that you will be more focused in your working hours, meaning that you'll feel less drained and more present with your family and friends in your downtime. So if you want to improve your sense of balance and you want to improve your bottom line, it starts with saying no. Okay, so here are those five things that I often, in some cases, always mm, say no to. Number one, unideal clients. Boom, I said it. I'm super picky about who I work with. Now, don't misunderstand me when I say that. I think you should be super picky too. I think we should all be super picky about who we work with. This has absolutely nothing to do with any kind of sense of superiority or anything gross like that. But I know the kind of person who I work really well with. I know the kind of person that I can serve best. That's an ideal client to me. If I'm excited to work with somebody, if I think we've got a really great vibe, now don't ask me to give a kind of scientific explanation to that, can't. Um, If I feel like we've got a really great vibe that we can have a really good working relationship together, if I can see real scope for how we could be growing her business in a way that's not going to burn her out, if I feel genuinely excited about her business model and what she's trying to do and I feel bought into her mission, then it's a no-brainer for me. But if any of those things feel off, then I would be doing that person a disservice to work with her. If I don't feel excited at the thought of jumping on a call with her every week, if I don't feel excited at the thought of answering her messages in Basecamp, in case you don't know what Basecamp is it's the tool that my clients and I use um, between calls so that I can continue supporting her in an ongoing way. So if I don't feel excited to see her message in there, then I'm not going to be serving her with that great energy that I know that I can bring when it is somebody that I'm excited to work with. So like I said, that's got nothing to do with like how somebody measures up or, you know, whether or not they're worthy or anything like that. It just has to do with me knowing the kind of person I can serve best. And that to me is an ideal client, which is different a little bit from an ideal client in terms of like the marketing version. So if you've ever done like any kind of ideal client exercises for your marketing, that is a useful activity to do. And it's important, but it doesn't mean that 100% of those quote unquote ideal clients that you've attracted are going to be actually ideal, ideal for you to work with. Does this make sense? So for me, an ideal client in terms of my marketing is, of course, a mother and a business owner, and she's into the practical and the woo, the strategy and the mindset. She's on board with those kind of concepts. Um, that doesn't mean that I can just use that as a filter and just sign anybody up who meets those criteria because I can have somebody that meets those criteria and comes to me and has a business idea that I just can't get excited about and it's got nothing to do with her and her business. It's just got to do with me and my preferences. Or she turns up and I just feel like maybe we're not a good match for working together. Or I just feel like maybe she's got the type of business that I don't feel like I have a ton of ideas for. I wouldn't serve her well then, would I? So do you see my point? You need to understand what an ideal client is for you in terms of how you like to work with people and the kind of attributes that you know and the things to look for that make somebody really fun for you to work with so that you can show up for them in the best possible way that you can and do your best possible work for them. So I do say no 
to people who I feel like I can't serve them in in that best way that I do with my existing clients, with the clients that I'm excited to work with. Does this make sense? And I'm unapologetic about that. So if somebody wants to come and work with me and we talk and I don't feel like I can be the best person to serve her, I'll be honest about that and I'll just say, hey, it's been really wonderful getting to know you because I'm always, you know, genuinely believe that I'm the sort of person I just like to meet people. <laughs> so I'm, you know, happy if we had a call and we connected and that's wonderful. And I will just be honest and say, hey, I don't feel like I am the best person to serve you. And sometimes I will help that first person find somebody who is like I'll give her some tips or if I happen to know somebody who would actually be a better fit and again it's not about somebody being right or wrong it's just about you know finding the right people for you that you are confident that you can serve in the best way possible so that's one thing that I say no to is unideal clients the other thing I say no to in my business is other people's agendas or urgency (laughs) everyone else has their own agenda that's totally okay. But don't make it your agenda. It's 100% fine for you to have your own agenda and to say no to something that doesn't fit with it. That can be hard for us, can't it? For those of us who have been the people pleasers, the idea of saying no to something that we can see is important to somebody else but doesn't fit with our agenda can feel selfish, can't it? Mm, Yes, I know. But this it can be so such dangerous territory because if you find yourself doing things all the time out of a sense of obligation to somebody else's agenda, somebody else's urgency, then the things that are on your agenda, the things that are urgent to you are either getting crammed in the gaps and you're feeling frazzled or they're just not getting done and your business isn't moving forward in the way that you want it to. It doesn't serve anybody for you to be so stretched thin that you can't show up for your clients in the way that you want to or your customers, that you can't show up for your family or friends or yourself in the way that you want to. So saying no to things is not selfish, right? Saying no to things that somebody else's urgency, somebody else's agenda is not selfish. So you need to reframe that if that's how you're feeling. I get it. That's the work that I've had to do. That's why I'm speaking from experience there. But this is something that I will regularly say no to in my business. So one way that that looks, if you're wondering how this kind of translates on the day to day, is that I don't look at email very much. Email is like one of the worst places for other people's agendas and other people's urgency. And we've all fallen down that email rabbit hole, haven't we? Where you hop from one thing to the next and oh no, now this person's asked this and I must do that. And that email is there and I've seen it and I've read it. So now I feel like I have to do it. And now my brain is processing it anyway. So even if I move on to the next task, my brain is still processing that email that I looked at that was somebody else's idea of urgency and I'm still thinking about the fact that they said they need it by this day blah 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 blah. you get the point (laughs) you see how it goes and that's why I don't look at email first thing in the morning ever as a rule and that's why I'm very intentional about going in managing my emails and thinking about when I receive requests, is this somebody else's agenda? Is this somebody else's urgency? Now, it doesn't mean that sometimes our agendas don't align or, you know, it doesn't mean I say no to everything that people send me to in an email. Of course not. I love it when people email, especially it's when it's to connect and they reply to my emails and things um, from my email list. That's lovely. Don't misunderstand me. But 
It's when people are making demands on you and asking things from you or expecting things from you and giving you their urgency. You don't have to accept it. (laughs) You don't have to. So have a think about how that might be showing up for you. The third thing that I say no to in my business is working for free. Ooh, are you falling into this trap, my love? I see so many people do it. Don't worry, you can get yourself out of it. Now, I want to be clear though, I do work for free sometimes, but only ever on my terms when I decide. (laughs) So if somebody slides into my DMs and is kind of expecting some free coaching on the side, on the down low without actually getting on a call or actually paying me, it's not going to happen. No. Um, Or if somebody comes to me and is like, oh, and Actually, I've had this before. This is like a genuine request from people, which I totally understand. um, But I will say no to these sorts of things too. So I've had people offer to do skill swaps with me. I had somebody in particular who wanted to swap her service for the thing that, uh, for coaching with me. And I said to her, no, because first of all, her service wasn't something that I had in plan. It wasn't part of my strategy, although I could totally see the value for it. It wasn't part of my agenda right now. And I said to her, I believe in paying people their worth and valuing them by showing that kind of financial compensation that is expected, right? So I said, if you want to work with me, that's cool, but you pay me my fees. And if and when I want to work with you, that's cool, but I want to pay you the full amount, (laughs) I want to pay you the amount that you deserve and for the work that you're doing. And so, in fact, she did end up coming to work with me. And later, I did end up employing her and paying her. So just because you have that boundary doesn't mean that you have to cut off your nose to spite your face or turn somebody away in a really brutal way or like burn all your bridges you know, it can still work if you do it respectfully and you talk about your reasons why you have this particular boundary. But Working for free is something that I see people falling into the trap of. So I've had clients before come to me and they mention that they have a particular type of business, not coaching or mentoring, but on the side, they're doing a ton of unofficial coaching and mentoring. And now sometimes that can be nice if it just feels like a nice way to give back and and it's not kind of overtaking your calendar and squeezing out your time for things to move your business forward. That's fine. That's a decision that you get to make, right? Everyone gets to make their own decisions. I'm not telling you what to do. Um, But if it's starting to encroach and if you are giving that person like a ton of time, a ton of value, and they're not paying you, then the exchange is off. It's out of balance. There's not an even exchange of energy there. Do you see what I mean? And you're devaluing your experience and skills by showing up and repeatedly giving that person value and not expecting financial compensation in return. And it's easily done. And it's easy to feel when you're in that situation that's hard to start charging for that kind of thing. I get it. But that's why I have this rule in my business that I will work for free sometimes, but only when I decide. So I love doing free call giveaways, for example. Totally cool with that, but that's because it's on my terms and I get to decide how many I give away. So if I don't have time in my calendar, I don't have to do that. I mean, under no obligation, I decide. So I want you to think about, are you doing any work for free? Sometimes that can look like, you know, doing work completely for free. But the other thing to be aware of is like scope creep. Do you know what I mean? 
So a client has paid you to do a specific thing. Maybe they, let's think of something really tangible. I don't know why I always go to websites as an example. I used to be a web developer donkeys years ago, not freelance, but anyway. <laughs> um, let's say you design websites and somebody pays you for a five-page website and a month of, of updates and amendments. And then after the month has rolled around, they're like, oh, I've just got this one more thing. Actually, could you just add in this extra page? And you want to keep that client happy because maybe you want a good testimonial or maybe, 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 or maybe you just feel awkward about saying, actually, yes, I will happily do that for you. Here is my invoice. <laughs> Does that make sense? So it's very easy for that to happen. So I would love you to have a think about where you are going beyond the scope of what you promised. And from that side of the client expecting it from you. Now, I think it's different to over-delivering. I like to over-deliver with my clients, but again, it's on my terms and when I decide. And that's when it's in that much better energy for you because it's on your terms. Is this making sense? So have a think about both of those. If you're just flat out working for free or if you're doing free bits, just that bit extra, just that bit extra. I'd love you to think about if you stop doing that and just charge for it, how much more money could you be making in your business? Or if you just stopped, if you decided to say no and if and you allowed that client to walk away and say, okay, I'll just keep my five-page website and not have the six-page then because I don't want to pay you any more money, be okay with that too because in doing that, you've freed up that time to create the six-page in this example to go and do something else to serve another client and to get paid for it or to do something else that's going to move your business forward or to just spend some time with your family or do what, something you want. Do you see how this can really eat into your schedule and your diary and add to your sense of feeling unbalanced? Okay, the fourth thing that I regularly say no to are activities that don't serve my strategy. It's so easy in the online business space for us to get distracted by the shiny object syndrome, of course, but also even just to feel like I should be doing this in my business and I should be doing that without actually giving it a ton of intentional thought and decision making. So for example, you might be thinking, well, what kind of things, Corey? I'm going to tell you what kind of things. For example, in my business, we are currently very intentional about the fact that Facebook is my primary platform. Facebook is where my Facebook group is, Limitless Mothers. It's where, as a business, we put the most time and focus of the social media platforms. Now, I love Instagram and I could quite happily spend hours in there every day chatting with people, posting and doing things. But early on, I made the decision that Facebook was my primary platform. Now, either I change my strategy and change the time spend that's happening and the focus that's happening in my business to move to Instagram and make that the key platform, or I accept that growth is slower over there, engagement is lower over there, and I don't get the kinds of results that I get over on Facebook. You have to be okay with certain things not getting done or getting done to a lesser extent when you know and you've made decisions about what things are critical to your strategy. 
So when you're super focused on what your strategy is and what the key regular activities are which go into making your strategy happen and implementing that strategy, you want to say yes to those things And if other activities present themselves, like for me, I could be on Instagram stories all day, every day, and I could feel like, well, that's a good use of my business, but it's not currently a big part of my, it's it's not actually currently part of my strategy. Now, I could decide to change my strategy and go all in on Instagram stories, of course, but it should be intentional is my point. So it's easy for activities to creep in and seem like a good idea because, hey, Growing my presence on Instagram isn't like a bad business idea, right? But it's not in alignment with my current strategy. So although we're maintaining a presence over there, although I do like showing up there and engaging with people, it's not a big focus and it's deprioritized after other tasks that are priorities within the business which fit with the strategy. So I often say no to activities that aren't in direct alignment with my strategy. And so I'd love you to think about what is your strategy? What is your strategy for making more sales in money in your business and growing your business? And what are the key activities that are going to serve you in making that happen? Say yes to those and say no more often to anything that doesn't fall into that bracket. It's quite simple, really. <laughs> okay. It's, uh, it's simple to say, right? But I know that it's not always that simple in the moment to make it happen. Okay, the fifth thing that I'm regularly, oh, this one might surprise you, regularly saying no to are great opportunities. What? Is she nuts? (laughs) So this is an interesting one, right? I think that so often a great opportunity can come your way. And because it is a great opportunity, you can feel like, well, there's no decision to be made. Of course I'm saying yes to this. But wait, because when you say yes to that, you're saying no to something else unintentionally, perhaps, and have a think about what saying yes to that will actually mean. So I'm all about being much more intentional about saying yes to great opportunities and being okay with saying no to a great opportunity. Now, I'm going to give you an example, and this may really surprise you. So recently, I talked about this on the show as well, I was nominated, I had a number of nominations for two separate um, awards, well, different awards within the one award provider, (laughs) the awards providers, do you know what I mean? Um, And nominations in a different type of awards, both for kind of women in business. Now, that was really lovely and flattering. And I was massively grateful for those nominations. Do not misunderstand me here. And it was a great opportunity to apply for one or both of those different awards. However, (laughs) I had to weigh up how much time I have what else I've got going on, and what the outcome of the awards might be for me. Now, of course, winning an award can open some doors. It can get you some press. It can add a certain level of credibility to what you're doing, perhaps. There are all sorts of great outcomes from winning an award. 
But was I looking for any of those things or requiring any of those things to make my current strategy happen? No. (laughs) And so although the people pleaser in me that I'm, you know, killing off (laughs) slowly but surely, well, I've I've pretty much almost killed him. She still tries to make a comeback every now and then. Uh, But the people pleaser in me did kind of pop up and say, oh my goodness, though, you have to say yes, because imagine how offended the people that nominated you might be if you don't apply for the awards. That's what we can tell ourselves, right? But I then reframed that for myself because actually with things like that, often that person that nominated you or the person that reaches out to you for whatever the opportunity is, is trying to acknowledge you, which is lovely. And they're giving you that gift of kind of positive energy. So I gratefully received it and thanked the people involved for sure because I'm massively appreciative for those nominations. But that doesn't mean that I should be saying yes to it because with both of those awards in this example, but this would be true potentially for a great opportunity that maybe wouldn't fit for you. You have to think about what's involved. So I was thinking about, well, what's involved? Well, there's an application process. Won't take a ton of time, but will take me some time. And then if I get through to the next round, then there was like meetings and more applications. And then there was um, finalists, events for some of them and then there was going to the awards which undoubtedly would be fun so why would you say no to something that's fun but with all of that there's a lot of time and focus and energy required and although it may well be something that I do in the future it wasn't something that was in my best interests now because I have other things that I'm focused on in my business. And if I'd said yes to that, I would either be saying no to something that I'm currently doing or want to do in my business, or I would be saying no to some family time, for example. And as you know, for me, that's a non-negotiable. So it has to fit in to my business hours. And I didn't see what I wanted to cut to make it happen. So can you see when you make decisions from that place of, well, what is the outcome for this? Is it something that is going to really serve me and the plans that I have for myself? How much time is it going to take me? What will I have to move to make that time? Can you see how it brings that added intentionality to what you're doing? And it keeps your boundaries around things like working hours firm. And this is one of the ways that I stick to my 25 hours a week. I say no sometimes to great opportunities and I'm okay with it. (laughs) I don't beat myself up about it. Because here's the other thing that can happen. You can make the decision out of the point of flattery. We all get flattered. It's just human nature. If somebody reaches out to us and wants to offer an opportunity to us, it could be a guest blog post. It could be somebody wants to sponsor you for something. It could be that somebody wants to offer you some kind of affiliate situation. It could be an award for you. It doesn't matter what the thing is. It can be very flattering and it's easy to make a snap decision out of that place of flattery, but that won't necessarily serve you. So be strategic with your decisions. The other thing 
thing to note is that if you panic in that moment, if you if you weigh it up intentionally and decide this needs to be a no for you, if you panic and you're fearing, well, if I say no now, I might never get another opportunity like this. That is some scarcity mindset, my friend. So for example, for me, it would have been very easy for me to just make that snap decision of, yes, well, I must apply for these awards because I've been nominated. And what happens if I never get nominated again? Or what happens if I can't apply next time round for some reason? That would be from a scarcity mindset and from a place of not believing that there will always be more opportunities for you, more good things around the corner for you, more things that will feel fun and enjoyable and whatever it is that this thing could have been for you. So I wanted to be really real with you today about that and just say that sometimes to maintain your sense of balance and to keep the needle moving on your business without feeling overwhelmed, you have to say no to some things that can make you uncomfortable. And saying no to a great opportunity can be really uncomfortable. Saying no to a potential client who wants to work with you because you don't think that actually you can serve her in the best way possible. That's That can be difficult too, right? I get it. But when you can start practicing that power of no, it will serve you so well. If you can hold your boundaries firmly, this is how we start to create that sense of balance and keep our businesses moving forward. So those are just some of the things I say no to. And those are just some of my boundaries. But let me tell you, ladies, I've got like boundaries for days now. So I figured this out early in my business when I decided that my hours were going to be a non-negotiable for me, I realized I was going to have to get really clear on my boundaries and really stick with them and be really intentional about my decisions that I'm making. And so that's the reason that I'm able to make the kind of money that I'm making and enjoy myself thoroughly along the way and maintain this feeling of balance because I'm intentional with my yeses and I'm firm with my no's. I wield the power of no whenever I need to. So permission to you to do the same. I'm going to give you some homework, some practical action, my love, because I know I, I always like to translate this into something you can do. So have a think about your boundaries. Think about what's on your plate right now. What are the things that you've said yes to already? What kind of clients are you working with? What are your obligations? What feels great what feels not so good? Identify where you could be served better in your business and therefore in your balance in general by having stronger boundaries. Have the courage and I'm giving you the permission to set them and then stick with them. And the interesting thing is, is that we feel like as recovering people pleasers, that if we stick to our boundaries, we will offend, annoy, piss off, whatever, um, that person on the other side, the person that we're actually having to say no to, or the thing that we're having to say no to. And the thing is, is actually people often respond really well to you being clear about your boundaries. So I talked about that situation that I had with a client who proposed a working kind of swap with me. And I said to her, hey, no, this is my boundary. This is why I have it this way. This is my belief that backs it up. Um, and and actually, she still came to work with me. So you can feel like it's going to cut off your nose to spite your face or burn your bridges. That's not true. People are often really respectful of your boundaries. So if you had a client, for example, that was messaging you into the night and expecting an immediate answer, if you 
set in place a new boundary that, hey, you're free to message me at any time just to know going forward, I will reply within this time frame, between these hours, these are my working hours, because I have a family and blah, blah, blah. You know, you can give an explanation. You don't have to, but you can. Sometimes it helps you to feel firm in communicating your boundary. But if you do that so often, people will respond really respectfully and say, my goodness, totally get it. That's brilliant. And there's no hard feeling there. And to be honest, if you are maintaining a boundary for your reasons and somebody isn't respectful of them or somebody thinks negatively of you for doing that, that speaks more about them than you anyway, doesn't it? Okay, so let's talk about today's dash of woo. Dash of woo. (laughs) Really the scary thing about holding boundaries like we've just been talking about is our fear of what other people will think. Will they be displeased with me? Will I offend them, etc. But doing things just to please others for fear of displeasing them doesn't serve us and that's what gets us into the mess of saying yes to the things that ultimately aren't good for us and when we say yes to too much guess what we can't show up for the people in our lives clients friends relatives ourselves with our best energy fact so for today's dash of woo here's what i want you to do (laughs) that right um anyway i'm so easily pleased i'd love you to add this affirmation to your daily mindset practice so either say them out loud or journal on them your choice here we go it is safe to set and hold boundaries when i respect my own boundaries i'm respecting myself and my energy and i'm giving others permission to do the same It is safe to say no to things that don't serve me or don't feel good to me. I am worthy. I am limitless. I just had to add that last one at the end there. Hey, there's never a problem with an I am limitless affirmation. I think you'll agree, right? Okay. Before we go, if you want to work with me this year, get your buns on my waiting list, mama. It's filling up fast. Not going to lie to you. Head over to corriejavid.com forward slash work with me. Find out more. Book yourself a free discovery call if it sounds like a good idea to you. And let's chat about what we could be doing to create more wins and more of a sense of balance in your life and business. Does this sound good? If so, let's hop on a call. Let's chat. You can ask me questions. I will ask you questions. We can see if we feel like we'd be a good fit. And if we agree that we would, I will let you onto my wait list and you can go ahead and be smug about the fact that you have secured yourself the support that you need to be trucking towards success and well on your way to leading a more balanced, yay for balanced lifestyle. So to book your call, head over to corriejavid.com forward slash work with me. If you have enjoyed today's show, head over to the show notes, which you can find at corriejavid.com forward slash podcast forward slash the power of no. I can't help but thinking (laughs) the power of love tune ballad is in my head. I'll save you from singing this time, ladies. You're welcome. Until next time. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you so much. If you've enjoyed listening to today's show, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher so you don't miss out on any episodes. It would make my day, possibly even my week, if you could spare a minute and leave a review over on iTunes. 
And because I value your time so much, each month, one lucky reviewer will win a free success coaching call with yours truly. So if you'd love for us to pinpoint and then work through that one thing that's currently standing between where you are now and where you want to be, then definitely leave a review for your chance to win. Until next time, remember, you are limitless.